Chapter Twenty Three of Zara the Cruel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Florence Short. Zara the Cruel by Joan Conquest. Chapter Twenty Three. Remove the gates of thy stable to another side. Arabic proverb. An ominous dawning. Misty silvery shadows fleeing before the coming light left no mark upon the crimson desert which stretched to the east and west a desolate unbroken plain to the north and south in motionless blood-red waves of sand sunrays yellow orange red spread like gigantic searchlights across the sky from behind a mass of clouds which the west wind had driven eastward and piled low down upon the horizon copper-coloured masses against a background of green and rose and dun concealing the end or the beginning of an arch of clouds which flared a signal of disaster a pennant of death blood-red high across the sapphire firmament where one great star still defied its enemy the dawn over the empty plain under the ominous arc straight towards the stupendous sunrise fled the three camels leaving a dead black trail stretching back as far as i could see namla the body woman glanced over her shoulder at the morning star and touched the amulet of good luck which hung about her neck she looked round at the ill-omened sky and back over the miles across which the huge beasts had raced at the almost incredible speed to which the camel can attain when urged to its greatest effort scarcely a word had the riders said since the sky had lightened when wondering if the alarm had been given in the camp they had turned to see if yusuf overtook or if zara pursued them through the misty silvery shadows ralph and helen rode side by side their dromedaries almost touching as they raced death for their lives their liberty their love namla the desert-born rode ahead steering her course unerringly by the great star she glanced back at helen's face showing death white in the shadows of the passing night and distressed at the signs of a great fatigue anxious to advise to help touched her camel upon the right shoulder so that it turned to the right in a wide circle whilst its companions ignoring or totally unconscious of their leader's change of route and utterly lacking in imagination reasoning power or sense of any kind forged ahead on a non-stop run once more her keen eyes swept the vast plain which lay behind and across which like a band of jet on damask cloth showed the path made by the camels in their flight she made no sound as she shaded her eyes and stared and stared into the far distance but touched the amulet for good luck which hung at her own neck and leaning far forward touched the amulet which had been fastened in a tuft of hair on the camel's left shoulder thereby guaranteeing its safe arrival at the journey's end o thou who troublest thyself about the care of others to whom hast thou left thine own cares she muttered the proverb then prayed to allah as she smote the camel so that it finished the half-circle and formed up with its companions which utterly ignored its return what is it namla helen leant sideways as she spoke to the body-servant 
in whose eyes she had seen the light of a great fear then turned and looked back in the direction in which the woman pointed she turned to her lover and pointed back along the path by which they had come to where hardly discernible as a mere speck in the far distance something moved we're followed ra she cried leaning towards him and stretching out her hand i know we are sweetheart i've known it for some time let's hope it's yusuf he smiled at namla and shouted across to her we'll put up a good fight little sister if they overtake us and i swear they shall never take you two women alive kismet excellency cried namla perchance tis the blind one riding to join us though verily there is but lula who could overtake these three beasts the swiftest in Niyed and the black mare yusuf does not ride i pray thee let me have speech with sarah if tis she before death claims either the one or the other of us likewise if so be it is the will of allah allow me to approach the tyrant she spat as she made her request and guided her camel close to helen's and prayed to allah with frequent interludes of cursing as they fled like the wind towards a spot whence they would turn due north and if allah the merciful answered the prayers of the body woman would overtake a caravan journeying towards oman or harik tis the birds of prey excellency she said later calling as they ever call at dawn perchance from the heavens the eagles and the vultures spy food with which to break their fast helen looked up at the sky across which drifted and wheeled vultures eagles hawks and shook her head and smiled at the dusky little woman who lied to allay her fears nay namla it is a voice it is listen faintly but clearly the cry came to them upon the morning wind helen looked at her lover and namla bent and touched the amulet upon the camel's shoulder so as to hide her eyes the battle-cry derisive challenging even at a great distance left no doubt as to who pursued them but namla was of the desert with the eyes of a hawk and the tenacity of those whose daily life is one long fight against the greatest odds she shaded her eyes suddenly and stared ahead she pointed and laughed and kicked her camel vigorously but there was no sign of living thing in all the desert to ralph and helen when they looked to where she pointed i see nothing namla yonder excellency see you not a band of men moving many many miles away allah their backs are towards us they go from us she turned in her saddle and shook her fist at the speck in the far distance then put her hand to her ear allah tis verily a horse faster faster excellencies urge the camels they but crawl urge them for in yon band of men be they robbers or starving bedouins lies our salvation infinitesimal spots upon the desert which ridged and wrinkled lay like the outstretched hand of fate they urged the dromedaries until they fled to outstrip the wind under the sky of violent colouring allah open their eyes that they see us open their ears that they hear us excellency excellency is there no way by which to turn their heads towards us her words were lost in the rush of the tremendous speed but helen understanding the expressive gestures turned and shouted to her lover the camels paid no heed when the desert rang with a double report of trenchard's revolver but abdul 
who journeyed in the company of the bedouins who had succored him in the hope of learning news of his white master in Arik, turned in his saddle and looked back whilst sarah oblivious of the strain she was putting upon the mare shouted the battle cry derisively when the firing shattered the desert stillness and drove the beautiful creature at full speed over the sands urging her with needle-pointed spear nor did she look back else might she have seen fate pressing hard upon her heels on the day of victory no fatigue is felt arabic proverb like a darker shadow amongst the shadows thrown upon the desert from the ill-omened sky radi the bitch the swiftest greyhound whelped in hassa loped alongside the dromedary ridden by yusuf with his eyes pillion-wise behind him she barely left a mark upon the sand so lightly did she run perplexed upon a track which held but the common scent of horse and camel true she ran in the wake of lula her stable friend but of enemy there was no trace therefore of what avail to spend her strength in chasing shadows by the light of the rising sun his eyes frowned when she broke away like an arrow from a bow set off hard upon the scent of something which had crossed the path after lula the mare she has no interest brother he tapped his message upon the blind man's shoulder even now she turns to follow the scent of some small beast of no account give me the sandal of zara the cruel so that she holds in her fine nose the scent of the woman of whom as yet we see no sign but whom we hunt to the death yusuf sent a long low call ringing across the sands and radi with every muscle in her gaunt body trained to a hair without checking her speed spun round upon her hind feet and tore back in answer to it she ran at an angle to overtake the black dromedary whose price was above that of many rubies and recognizing the object dangled just out of reach leapt at the sandal missing it by an inch then as trained to do on touching the ground turned in a circle to the right and at the top of her terrific speed still at an angle tore towards the dromedary and launched herself straight upon its back catching her by the throat the dumb youth held her back whilst with claws clinging to the tufts of hair upon the dromedary's haunches the bitch fought to reach the sandal the scent of which drove her to a veritable madness of hate and filled her with a lust to kill she had it between her teeth when firing suddenly shattered the desert stillness and she fought like fury to keep it until his eyes putting out all his strength hurled her to the ground and clasping yusef round the waist leaned far sideways and stared ahead in his excitement he snatched the mehyan from the blind man's hand leaning backwards smote the dromedary above the fleshy part of its hind leg above the knee the tenderest spot of its tough anatomy so that with a scream of rage increased its pace seemingly a hundredfold and tore like a hurricane of wrath upon the path at the far end of which his eyes at last discerned a moving figure miss me allah yelled yusuf answering the message tapped upon his shoulder allah the merciful delivereth the tyrant into our hands 
the mare faileth saith thou the marks of her hoofs show ever deeper in the sand whence came the firing from sarah the cruel or from our white brother who fleeth with the woman before her vengeance nay nay knowest thou so little canst not discern the difference twixt a pistol and a rifle allah strike her hand so that it is useless and strike the mare dead so that the woman falls to the hound who hates her even as i hate her in my blindness he leaned down and called to the greyhound exciting her with words as he pointed ahead until sensing an enemy at last she shot in front of the dromedary then sitting erect he lifted his mutilated face to the flaming heavens enchanted verses from the koran to the honour of allah the one and only god who delivered the enemy into his hands flight shall not profit you if ye fly from death or from slaughter and if it would yet shall ye not enjoy this world but a little who is he who shall defend you against god if he is pleased to bring evil on you o lord give her the double of our punishment and curse her with a heavy curse the sonorous words range out on the stillness barely broken by the padding of the dromedary's cushioned feet upon the sand then he stopped suddenly alert apprehensive his hearing sharpened by his blindness had caught the sound of the drumming of a horse's hoofs upon the sand many miles behind look once more behind little brother methought twould not be long before her lover rode in pursuit ha thou seest one riding like a leaf before the wind by thy beard tis the lion riding to find his mate allah smite that which he bestrides so that no harm befalls him he turned round in the saddle and steered back along the path he could not see seest thou aught else behind the lion little brother far behind thou seest not yet is there a sound of thunder in mine ears even the sound of the hoofs of many horses tearing like the hurricane towards us he listened for a moment then turned again and stared unseeingly in front towards the figure of the woman who had blinded him he smiled as best he could for the distortion of his mouth and threw back his head sarah looked back at last as the challenge of the battle-cry came to her on the wind and recognizing that speed alone would save her from the death which hunted her down drove her spear into the mare's hindquarters the exhausted beast ridden without mercy her satiny coat dripping her chest a smother with foam bounded forward under the agony of the goad crossed her feet stumbled flinging sarah over her head as she crashed to her knees then up before the arabian could rise turned and fled into the desert towards the east where the sun showed above the clouds one hour for thy love one hour for thy lord arabic proverb a mighty picture made alasad and the stallion as they rode in the race to outstrip death to aid the magnificent beast as it tore across the plain the nubian lay close to its satin neck guiding with knees and hand coaxing and urging with his voice as it fled ventre terre silken mane and tail flying like banners in the wind there was naught but vision to tell him if he gained upon the dog or not and even in that he dared not put his trust for how was he to tell of the figures before him 
the camel with its two riders the dog ahead the girl upon the black mare still farther off and the three camels mere dots upon the horizon became gradually clearer because the stallion lessened the distance between itself and them or because the light made all things clearer as the sun rose from behind the clouds he did not count yusuf nor the dumb youth in the race for sarah's life a great brotherly love existed between them protecting them from harm one from the other nor did he blame the blind man for taking his revenge by setting the bitch to hunt the girl down in his wild heart and simple mind love hate and revenge were inextricably interwoven in the web of life circumstance alone deciding which should triumph in the end he would overtake them easily and pass them with a friendly shout as he rapidly lessened the distance which separated him from love and freedom his plan was of the simplest he would lift the woman he loved into his arms and ride away with her to some distant part of the desert there he would gather the fiercest outlaws to him and with them raid the country until his name should become a byword in the land whilst his riches should accumulate so that his woman's happiness should be great he smiled as he rode with his dreams in his heart and his eyes upon the greyhound and the spear loose in his hand he knew that the bedouins who had seen radi hunting across the desert had come to swear by her endurance and resistance and to boast to the stranger within the land of how she hunted the night through without water or food or rest likewise she held an unbroken record she had never failed to kill he looked down at lula's hoof-prints and called to the stallion as he caressed the glossy neck the mare's hoof-prints showed deeper and deeper and in two places where she had crossed her feet under the strain of a great fatigue for speed she was renowned throughout the peninsula but in endurance the lowest hireling from the bazaar could beat her and behind her ran the greyhound which had never been known to fail in a kill he felt the stallion's pace increase as he stroked the glossy neck then clutching the silvery mane he swung head down listening to a sound which had come to him along the sand even above the pounding of the stallion's hoofs he swung himself erect and turned and looked along the path marked out by those who fled and those who pursued led by the patriarch the men of the sanctuary stretched out in a line across the horizon raced towards him they rode with the lance at rest and shouted as they rode until the heavens were filled with the sound of their voices and the thunder of their horses hoofs there was no help to be sought of them they rode in the joy of the hunt in the hope of a kill just as they had ridden to the attack upon the white man's camp led by the woman who had revolted them at last with her tyranny and who in the secret places of their inconstant hearts they hoped would die rather than the white man and the white woman who fled before her then fate jerked the strings which hobbled them all to their destiny al-assad riding with his eyes upon the greyhound looked up and ahead when yusuf's challenging cry came to him on the wind breathlessly he watched for an instant of time then sat back and raised his spear as the mare stumbled and flung zara to the ground 
in an unconscious effort to catch the mare he pulled the stallion to the left then pressed the beast hard with his right knee bringing it back to the path and touched its neck with the tip of the needle-pointed spear so that it leaped forward under the unexpected goad and hurled himself on the track of the greyhound which tore like the wind to where the girl stood the half-caste just glanced at yusef and his eyes as their dromedary suddenly left the path and sped away across the desert he knew the dromedary was being driven along a circuitous route by which it would ultimately join up with the white people he knew that yusef felt sure of his revenge and had left the end to the will of allah he felt no hatred in his heart as he looked after them fleeing to the safety which was their birthright he felt no anger as he raised his spear above his head so that it glittered in the risen sun and shouted the battle cry as he drove the stallion to the rescue of the girl who stood alone so far away facing him and the greyhound who had never failed to kill he turned for an instant to look at the men who followed hard upon his track magnificent in his desperate need his face alight with the glow of battle he raised his spear in answer to the patriarch who raised his in salutation and raised it again in greeting to the men his friends a day which is not thine do not reckon it as of thy life arabic proverb with the fatalism of the arab sarah stood watching the race between the greyhound and the man who loved her she had glanced at the black dromedary carrying blind yusef and his eyes to freedom she had looked at the magnificent sight of the men she had ruled so tyrannically as they deployed so that they should encircle her when they reached her she did not turn to look in the direction taken by the girl she hated and the man she had loved passionately and for so brief a time yet did hate outweigh the danger of the hour by allah she cried lifting her spear if i live i will lead my men upon them and trample them and those who help them under foot yea by the honour of the arab i swear if i throw the spear so that it pierces the heart of yon cursed dog that not one of them shall be left alive within the hour she dropped her white cloak from her shoulders and stepped clear weighing the slender spear as she measured the lessening distance between the stallion and the greyhound her heart quickened not one beat nor did the slightest shadow of fear show in the tawny eyes she did not despair as the bitch seemed to gain upon the stallion she did not hope as the thunder of the stallion's hoofs sounded clearer and clearer every moment she was alone in her hour of desperate need and only upon the strength and skill of her right hand and the judgment of her eye could she depend for life if the nubian failed to reach her in time yet even when that life trembled in the balance she could not refrain from tormenting the man who had been her willing humble slave from the moment his eyes had first met hers and who alone raced to help her in her peril she held out her arms towards him and called his name and smiled even though she could almost see the red gleam of hate in the greyhound's eyes so near was the revengeful beast 
alasad she called alasad her voice sounded like a peal of bells in the desert stillness her beauty flamed like the sky above her courage was superb as she measured the distance between herself and the maddened greyhound then she leant forward and screamed screamed till the echo of the terrible sound carried to yusuf's ears so that he turned and looked back in the direction of the girl he could not see death was upon her death with a crown of red above its snow-white face the death yusuf had prophesied when she had struck him blind she ran back so that the white cloak stretched between she looked round and up up to the sun which was her birthright forward to the closing of her day she flung out her arms her hands fingers widespread as though to clutch the last moments of the life she loved so well life was nigh spent she stood within the shadows of eternity but true to her father's race true to the relentless desert to which she belonged she would die fighting she shouted the battle cry as she raised her spear the desperate defiant words were carried across the sands as she flung the spear flung it as radi the bitch increasing her speed in a last desperate effort to revenge her pup changed her course by a few inches so that the spear barely grazed the shoulder as it flew past and buried itself in the sands then fear came to sarah the cruel not the fear of death but fear of an ignominious end in the eyes of her men kill me al-assad kill me she called desperately to the nubian as she caught the bitch by the throat as she leapt upon her kill me kill me kill me the terrible cry rang in the nubian's ears as misjudging his strength he hurled the spear even as the greyhound leapt he shouted with triumph as the greyhound fell back dead then flung himself from the stallion as he swept past at full speed and threw himself upon the girl he loved as she lay still the point of the spear which had killed the greyhound had buried itself in sarah's heart he did not hear the shouting of the men as they swept down upon him from every side he did not seem to see the sun in the heavens as he knelt and drew the weapon free he did not hear the call of life as he lifted the girl and held her against his heart sarah he whispered softly holding her gently on his arm i love thee no kiss have i rested from thee awake behold is it for me to snatch one from thee in sleep he turned her face to his shoulder and touched her hair gently winding one curl about his slender fingers i love thee mate of mine i hunger for thee i thirst for thee yea by the wind of dawn i cannot live without thee behold is there a smile lurking in the corner of thy mouth and thine eyes like unto clear water winding across the sands laugh at me between thy lashes thou art gone but a space before me across life's desert and i hold the hem of thy garment in my hands so that thou canst not escape me i hear thee calling me in the wind i see thee beckoning me neath the sun he bent and kissed her hair 
then looked up to the sun to the heavens to that which awaited him he raised his spear above his head and smiled the men racing towards him in a great circle raised their spears and shouted a salutation as they pulled their horses back upon their haunches he shifted the girl a little upon his left arm then threw back his head and shouted the battle cry shouted until the desert rang with a triumphant cry as the men divining his intention charged down upon him he shook the spear above his head and laughed zara my woman zara i follow thee he shouted the words shouted with joy then drove the spear deep down into his faithful heart End of chapter twenty three